0: Show number one four five of Look At His Butt, L T and JK Talk Trek. It's two o'clock. Uh, yeah. In the In the afternoon. afternoon. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh man. And we've gotten up just now. Well. Jet Oh, the best reason for staying up late, right?
1: Right, and and for sleeping in late, yeah, and, yeah. And
0: here's the exciting part: mm. we're in the same room. We are in the same room, even sitting on the same couch. Yes, which is exciting. We're actually our oh. positions are reversed. You're usually over here. Well, that's that's because I now live east of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we just had such a good time last night. Yes. It was Um, so much fun. Forbidden Island Tiki Lounge, (laughs) two big thumbs up. It's crazy because it's this amazing, wildly decorated Tiki Lounge in the middle of this quiet residential area in Alameda, California. Uh You would never know it was there. No. You know, you're driving by and it's like... House, 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 little grocery store, maybe a little laundromat. <laughs> oh, look, Tiki Bar. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. It and was
1: great. It, you know, the people there were really enthusiastic about mm-hmm. impulse. And i got
0: to say, Will the Thrill looked fabulous. He did, and he did a fantastic job doing it. Um, I love the way he gives out prizes. Oh, yes. Just kinda, who wants it? Who wants it? He takes it out of his bag, and he chucks it to somebody in the audience. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's great. He reminds me a little bit of Krusty the Clown in that way. <laughs> Which is good. I, I say that, that's totally a positive thing. It's not a negative thing. So that was great. We enjoyed that. And it was packed. Oh, yeah. So many people there. Yep. So uh, the two movies were Impulse mm-hmm. and Incubus. Incubus. Incubus, is... the Esperanto movie. I <laughs> And the usual shorts. So uh, Rocketman. Yes. Was shown. And, um, oh, and an additional thing was Ray Bradbury Theater. The playground. The playground thing, which we had watched at one point, I yes, think. Yes, and uh, it's funny because the opening of it gets
1: a huge laugh because the close-up is on Bill, very close. You don't even see his whole face. Mm-hmm. You see the amazing her eyes. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what he's talking about or if he is talking. But, you know, he's being very intense mm-hmm. in that Bill way. And then as it pulls back into the shot, he's
0: holding a little plastic dinosaur. <laughs> Which kind of undercuts the drama a little bit. Yes, <laughs> just, just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of too bad. But um, anyway, we had such a good time. Will let us get up and do our shtick for a little bit, yep. which was really fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of audience participation. Yes. Which was really great. And just seeing Impulse with a crowd full of people yes. were laughing their heads off. And Jonk was there. Yeah. Made it from the Jonkaverse. Awesome. Which was
1: amazing. Yeah. As were our buddies, Mike and, and Laura.
0: Laura. It was great to see them. Yes.
1: So, just a, a wonderful, wonderful Shatfest, and mark your calendars now. <laughs> will has informed us that next year Shatfest is going to be around Bill's birthday. So it's going to be Shatfest and Shat Moy. So it may be a two-night thing, where yeah. one night it's Shatfest, and one night will be the celebration of Shat Moy yeah. in whatever hotel we're in. Yeah, let's see if there's a
0: hotel in Alameda. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't
1: think they're I don't know,
0: maybe we'll have it's to see. It's such a sleepy little town. It is. So it was just it was great. It was yes. so much fun. Yes. And in that scene, that very special scene where Bill's wearing the white pants <laughs> and he bends over and we screamed out, look at his butt, everybody laughed. Yes, and people joined in, people who've been there before, you know, they know that's their cue. Yep. So fest, as always, just rocked. It was delightful. It was wonderful. And we stayed out late and all that. Yes. And had drinks, had interesting uh, drinks. And in fact, one of the things we decided was that from now on, when we go to bars, when we're ordering mm-hmm. drinks, the first question we're going to ask um, the bartender is, what do you have that's on fire? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> since we were in a tiki bar, mm-hmm. that is what John wanted. Mm-hmm. And the only
1: thing that came on fire... <laughs> Was in a huge bowl and was meant for six.
0: Yeah, and it had like five different kinds of liquor in it. And wine. And wine. So we decided probably not. Didn't want to spend part of the evening throwing up. Yeah. So we got nothing that was on fire.
1: But we did get some good drinks. We had uh, the Leilani Hurricane, Mm -hmm. which I thought, in honor of the occasion, they should have renamed the Miramani Hurricane. Oh, that would have been good. Uh Yeah. But it was yummy. It was. It It was was real good. I love
0: that.
1: Also, for uh, Shatner fans, speaking of drinks and things, in Chicago or in the Midwest or about to visit Chicago, I can strongly recommend mm. that you go to Roy's at the corner of State and Superior, Hawaiian Fusion, order anything, but be sure to have the Hawaiian Martini. Mm. It's so
0: good. Do they have like um, any entrees that have Spam in them? Because that would be really Hawaiian. Uh,
1: no, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> It's classy. Classy. It's classy. They're not open for lunch, but uh, um, go in there like about five. You can start drinking and doing appetizers and that Hawaiian martini. Yeah.
0: That sounds good. That's yep. good. Well, we're going to watch some stuff, but we had a few things to catch up on first. Yes. Um, firstly, uh, shit my dad says got canceled. Yes. Oh, well.
1: So we'll never know who the new son mm-hmm. was going to be, but it does free bill up for other wonderful things. Um I hope somebody in Hollywood land is seriously considering a sitcom built around Bill and Gene Smart. Mm. They were so good together. And it just made you see that the other people just (laughs) weren't the pros. And they they just were sharp. They had great chemistry. And I would love to see it, you know, this... um, sort
0: of romance mm-hmm. about these two people or whatever they decide. Put yeah. them in an office together. Well, I think one of the things that this show did, as Boston Legal had done, was to show people that Bill could do TV again that wasn't Captain Kirk mm-hmm. and that he could play a range and that he could be serious and he could be funny and that he could work with other actors and not uh, overshadow them. I and mean, not be the lead. And not be the lead and, and also not be... I, I hate to say it, but I think there has been in television just the impression that if you had Bill, he would be a big ham, and he mm-hmm. would try to steal scenes from other people and just not be a good right. person to have in an ensemble. Right. And, and I think both those shows proved people completely wrong about right. that.
1: Yeah. Well, and uh, I was going to say something really relevant. Mm. And, and, it's just gone out of and, your head. The Leilani just drove it right out of your body, <sighs> I'm probably still feeling the volcano. <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Um, Oh, well, yes.
0: <laughs> good, thanks. Okay. <laughs> thanks for that.
1: Um, I have a suggestion. Yes. Why shouldn't Bill be the new boss in The Office?
0: Oh,
1: that would be good. That'd be brilliant. Yes, because he's available. Now. He could do it. Oh, he could do it. That would be great. Now, the last episode of The Office for the season was on, and James Spader was one of the people mm-hmm. interviewing, and he was outstanding. Mm. He was playing someone different than Alan Shore, mm-hmm. um but still psycho in that Spader way. <laughs> this guy who is so confident that it completely throws everybody off. And, it, I mean, it, it was a wonderful performance. So if the new boss is not going to be James Spader, it sure could be Bill. Wow, that would be fantastic. Yes. That would be so good. That would be a good good job for Bill. Now that they've seen, he really can play in an ensemble. Yeah, and uh, you know that he could sort of do his his lizard act, like he did some of the time with Denny Crane when they'd be in court and he'd be there with his eyes mm-hmm. closed, kind of like a lizard on a rock, and then just sort of kick kick butt, kick something in, and yeah. <gasps> go back to sleep quietly.
0: Maybe we should start a Facebook group. <gasps> yes, we want Bill. For the next office. Bill should be the boss of Dunder
1: Mifflin, Think of the Children.
0: That's good. Because like you're not that. a movement
1: if you don't have a Think, think of, of the, of the children. children.
0: I agree. I agree. Okay. I well,
1: mean, we learned that from Mothers Against Everything.
0: Okay. So that put that down on the list of things to do. Start Facebook group to get Bill on the office. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's right after to get Shatner set as a language
1: on <laughs> Facebook. Facebook. That's right. Okay. Um, that's the other cool. thing is, again, we did not go, but they did have Shatner Weekend. Mm-hmm. And the reports we've had is that Bill was in an amazingly good mood, Mm -hmm. was funny and happy, and spent, I believe, about an hour Mm -hmm. with the group. Mm -hmm. And so, um, unfortunately, there wasn't, like, a big event other than the horse show, like, touring the set or Mm -hmm. seeing him shoot something. But um, still...
0: Shatner Weekend goes on. Yeah, uh, there were some reports that I read on the Moore Shatner group on LiveJournal, um, and Bill was um, happy to pose for tons of pictures and just chat with people and autograph things and was just generally really, really nice and accessible mm-hmm. and in a good mood. So that's great. That's yes. so wonderful that he's still doing that. Yes. And he raised lots of money. Of course, of course, because He's the biggest whore you'll ever meet. <laughs> in <laughs> his we own mean words. That in a good way. In a good way. Hey, I'm just <laughs> quoting the man. Now, the other big
1: Bill news is that he got some crazy great Canadian award (laughs) from the governor general's office, and Bill is not the governor general, but... He
0: should be. He made this fantastic video. Which we put up on the blog, so if you haven't gone to look at it, go look at it. It is Bill's rendition of O Canada. It's so good. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. And then you also posted the outtakes, the, which... Quote, unquote, outtakes. Outtakes, yeah. Yes. As someone pointed out, I forget who commented, but they're like the Toy Story outtakes. Yes. They are, but just like that. So that was fantastic. And um, the one thing I was really noticing about the, the first one, especially the O Canada one, is that Bill's voice is just so wonderful in and this. rich. It's so rich and so resonant and deep. And mm-hmm. I suspect that maybe a little bit of that is because he's been making this record. So he's just yes. been paying more attention to his voice and his voice alone as opposed to all the other stuff. And who knows, just, you know, practicing or exercising. But yeah. his voice in that is just so, so wonderful, especially that opening when he when he goes from being Shatner to, to doing it when he says, Oh, Canada, it's mm-hmm. just so good. Well, you know, we were talking about Hollywood having a perception that he's just Hammy and just
1: Captain Kirk. And I think, if anything, now, like in the past 10 years or so, He's so financially set, he mm-hmm. doesn't have to worry about getting the next job. So the the aspect of what am I doing next, how much is this paying everything, that just isn't in his mindset at all. So if anything, I think he's even more serious mm-hmm. about the craft of acting. Yeah. And even more aware of the instruments at his mm-hmm. disposal, such as his voice, his eyes, you know, yeah. the way he does everything. And really it is something to to see and hear in that where he's just talking in his bill voice and then he's ready to do it and he goes oh Canada
0: (laughs) it's so good it's just amazing it's so Shatner it is wonderful I think that that's really true that you know to an extent he's relaxed Yes. You know, he's not as driven about that kind of stuff right. as he used to be. He still is, and of course, he's still a total pro and shows up on time. It's mm-hmm. it's not relaxed in that he's not caring, right? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he yeah. cares even more he about cares even more doing the work. Uh, but he now, at, at his age, he has such a wealth of experience and mm-hmm. talent. He can just kind of relax and let it flow and, and yep. use it all in this very effortless way, which is which is wonderful to behold. Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the great things about watching. Um, actors who are older, who are really talented, is that you see it and you don't see it at the same time, uh-huh. but you really see how, how how much talent they have and how much experience they can bring to a role. Whereas a lot of times with younger actors, you see them working. Mm-hmm. And it's a little distracting right. when you see how hard they're trying. Like, you shouldn't be trying. Yeah. And when you see someone trying, you're kind of like, okay, back off. Well, it's like any sort of uh, master craftsman. Yeah.
1: You know, to watch them work it's so smooth. They 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 are so positive and relaxed, and, mm-hmm. and, and it looks easy, yeah. and it looks natural.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, I totally. Oh, I know what the important <gasps> thing was that I was going to say. What? About maybe building a series around Bill mm-hmm. and Gene Smart. I read an article just maybe two weeks ago where um, the new demographic mm-hmm. is, again, the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. And we are... Mm-hmm. You know, the first of the baby boomers are now retired, mm-hmm. so they're starting to target forty-five and up. Mm-hmm. And it was saying how CBS has always sort of had that as a policy. They they didn't chase the twelve-year-olds as much as the other networks, mm-hmm. and it is paying off for them. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I was thinking,
0: Bill, Bill, of course.
1: Um. So, with that in mind, maybe somebody you know is going. Okay, that didn't work. Mm-hmm but it was a lousy series but the thing that brought them in was Bill of course not the fact that the series was any good Mm -hmm. so what else can we do with him Mm -hmm. and you know he's in the age group that appeals to those people I mean Mm -hmm. we remember him as a young man when we were teenagers or Mm -hmm. younger college students whatever and we've kind of grown up with him Mm -hmm. and he's certainly willing and capable to do the work Mm -hmm. and it could be big payoff. It would
0: be good. Well, if they could just, just get get away from the idea of standard sitcom. Yeah, exactly. If they could just get some really interesting, innovative people in to do something that's that's different and yeah. clever. Imagine what Bill could have done in something like and, and I wasn't a regular viewer as you were of something like Slings and Arrows. You know, which was oh. just quirky and funny, but like it I just so took a hold of So imagine him in something like that, which well, is just and when yeah. you were talking about to watch an older actor, the actor who
1: played the actor who played Lear <laughs> in the final season was William Hutt, mm-hmm. who came out of retirement to do this. And he's amazing. And again, talking about actors you've seen, I saw William Hutt. Oh my God. Probably 35 years ago, wow. a couple times at the Stratford Festival, mm-hmm. which is what slings and arrows yeah. is based on. And um, you know, saw him playing the Shakespearean roles mm-hmm. then. So for me it was like another another connection. Another layer, yeah. And, you know, the whole idea of that they, they got him back in the show mm-hmm. and also that outside the show as mm-hmm. producers they got him yeah. to do this. Yeah. Yeah
0: be great. I, I've I'd i s- love to see William Hutt and William Shatner. Oh, that'd be good. But if, if they could get Bill in something like that, or even the office, which is an offbeat kind right. of thing. Yeah, don't set it in an old folks home or
1: something like that. That's yeah. a cliche. Mm-hmm. And people, well, not people Bill's age, 80. Most people Bill's age are not at the Bill level. But people in their 60s and up into their 70s are still nowadays mm-hmm. living lives, doing things, meeting people, going
0: places. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, they're they're doing it. There's and, all kinds of stuff. And thinking, I mean, I, I, my mind, I'm, I'm thinking about Office, but I'm also thinking about Extras and how the actors in that were used so well. And there were a mm-hmm. number of older actors in that who were playing themselves or versions of themselves, like Patrick Stewart, who was so, so funny, and Ian mm-hmm. McKellen, who was hilarious. Yes. You know, Bill could easily do something like that. You know what they could do? Okay, here's an idea.
1: If we knew people to pitch it to, we could pitch it to. It's a sitcom or a comedy, mm-hmm. not necessarily a sitcom, but Bill is a retired Hollywood stuntman.
0: <laughs> that would be good. That would be really I good. I think Bill would love to play that. He would, yes, he would. Always get up for one more roll across the car hood. Right, and maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Gene Smart is like his agent yeah, or something. That could be good. I think so. And Hear Hollywood, that Hollywood, get Hollywood on it. loves things about Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the future's open for Bill, and and hopefully people will offer him these more interesting, offbeat, innovative Mm -hmm. things, and not just another sitcom. Right. It'd be great. Or maybe he runs an acting school. (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. He's a
1: failed actor, or, you know, like a mid-level, like, kind
0: of known, but kind of not. Oh, We'll just have to wait and see. You know, he's got like 10 irons in the fire right now. Oh, yes. So w- w- whatever it is, we'll find out about it soon enough. Well, and maybe now that Chip, My
1: Dad Says is canceled and it frees up some of his time, maybe they will actually jumpstart Free Enterprise 2. Mm, that would be That good. would be a good thing. Yeah. And uh, Eric McCormick's show that was on briefly mm-hmm. failed. Mm-hmm. so he, he, He's got some free he's time. He's available, too, That'd as far as we know.
0: Um, speaking of other things Bill has done, I just wanted to briefly mention that um, we posted on the blog some reviews of Bill in the um, Los Angeles Shakespeare thing. Right. And and Bill got rave reviews. Everybody, even, I didn't, I posted a selection of the reviews that I thought featured him, but there were a few that I didn't post because they were mostly negative about the production. Mm. He still got cited as being the best thing in a production that the people didn't like.
1: <laughs> um, there was one I saw, too, that said something about... You know, Bill being the star traction, and then it said, along for the ride, and it named all these other yes, people. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, but there, it, there were several people who said that they thought some of the cast members weren't taking it seriously enough, mm-hmm. and and then they complimented Bill and, and a few of the other people on kind of sticking to the script and being more professional about mm-hmm. it. Like, of course. Now, he's done that
1: a couple years. I think yeah. last year was um, Taming the Shrew. Mm-hmm. But I would kill to see Bill fall. Oh. Down.
0: Imagine. Just imagine. Yeah. Oh. So it would be great if it was on video somewhere somehow, or if somebody I know
1: not you know Bill is not going to do theater again. That takes up too much of your time. But um, you know, mount it for Masterpiece Theater sure. or something, yeah. and don't do you know the stunt casting. Get the people who really, really will do it seriously mm-hmm. and will play
0: these roles. Mm-hmm. But Bill as staff. Yes, that would be awesome. It that would be so awesome um apropos of nothing in particular yeah i just remembered something i wanted to mention um because i've i've talked about this too many times so this is just going to add to that okay i was reading an article about um shifting demographics in science fiction fandom oh and it was saying that according to the latest demographics they were looking at a lot of the science fiction series that have been on television including dr who and um stargate and things like that and that the recent research has shown that it's overwhelmingly female. Duh. And, and then it went on to talk about how science fiction um, media, especially television, has been traditionally male. And, of course, they brought up Star Trek. And you know what? I am so sick of that. And I am firmly convinced that Star Trek fandom, from the very beginning, has been majority female. Well, certainly the proactive part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just typically... That was never recognized yes. because nobody thought to ask any of the women who were watching it if they were watching it. And
1: also the assumption was there that sci-fi was a guy's world. And it wasn't until sometime after Star Trek that you really started seeing a number of female science fiction yes.
0: writers. Yeah. So I just think that the whole trope about science fiction fandom... In media, now, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the written stuff because I know that, that from the beginning that was really male-dominated and for male audience because mm-hmm. it was harder science fiction, you know, mm-hmm. very nuts and boltsy. But when it got on TV with things like Star Trek and then Stargate and all the different Farscape and all that, I think that's been solidly female mm-hmm. the whole way along. And it's only now that people are just starting to wake up to it. Yeah. So, just pissed me off. That's all. Like The thing, shifting demographics. Female, Trekkie, and proud. Always. Think of the children. Always. Always. Okay. So, uh, do you want to take a break and watch something? Well, we did watch a little something we could talk about. Which one?
1: Mr. Danny. Oh, you wanted to talk about that? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I thought okay. that was whole point of watching it. Oh, okay. I mean, well, not
0: just to enjoy it, which we did. Well, it was, it was partly to enjoy it, but yes, well, let's talk about it. Um, so, I had the pleasure this past weekend, which was also supposed to be the rapture, which didn't happen.
1: Yeah. I went to Wait, a...
0: tell them Will Wheaton's post. <laughs> Will Wheaton had the best tweet about the rapture just after it was supposed to happen. And his tweet was, worst rapture ever. <laughs> Which just cracked me up. I love it. So, so I went to an atheist convention <laughs> in Oakland. And it was great. Knowing that you would be among people who are not going to be uh, taken, course, taken up. So it was great. I had a good time. Um, I tweeted um, a picture or something. Anyway, um... So one of the speakers was Brian Dalton, who is the writer and star of the Mr. Deity shorts, which I think we mentioned on the show a couple of times. I think maybe, yeah. yeah. And during his talk, he showed one of them, which I had forgotten had this very good Star Trek reference in it, so I wanted you to see it, and it was great. And um, it's called Mr. Deity and the Virgin, and it was from Season 1, Episode 3. And uh, the whole setup is that uh, uh, Mr. Deity, God, has his helper, Larry, who's imploring him to intervene on Earth. On mm-hmm. some, Where something horrible is happening. And Mr. Deity kind of hems and haws about it for a while. And then he says, well, we just can't do it. Prime directive. <laughs> and Jesse, or Jesus, who's sitting next to him, he's like, yeah, the prime directive. <laughs> and Larry says, that's not our thing. That's Star Trek. And there's this long <laughs> there's <a> pause. pause <laughs> where he's kind of thinking about it like, mm? He goes, really? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that answers... Um, You know, a, a question that people have about religion in general, like why doesn't God intervene? Prime directive. Prime directive, that's it. Yes. Well, Two and months. I also
1: like that Mr. Deity said, um,
0: it's still a good idea. <laughs> it is. It is a good idea. It's a totally good idea. So there you go. So anyway, that's just the answer to a question that people have had. So yes. if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's very, very Yes, funny. I'm
1: going to um subscribe to that that feed or whatever so i will get notices i'm going to go back and watch all of them because i've seen a couple of Mm -hmm. them now thanks to you and i really do like them yes but prime directive prime directive (laughs) (laughs) so yeah let's take a break let's watch something a little more substantial okay um even though we just
0: got out of bed i think we should have popcorn oh sure and Uh, possibly beer i'll make some popcorn i'll do that right now all right okay so we'll be back in just a sec okay
2: space, the final frontier, these are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before.
0: We say it all the time, but I'll say it again, we love hearing from you. Blogging at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Comments to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This podcast recorded on a MacBook Pro with GarageBand. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Cheer (laughs) up. We just had to watch that again. Yes. Because it was so, 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 so funny.
1: Yes, we do love that. Oh. Maybe we should um, play that at the end of the show. Okay. Just, just the audio. Just you the know? audio, yeah. It's yeah. good. It's
0: really good. You don't have to see it. Seeing it helps, but it's funny enough mm-hmm. just as an audio track. Absolutely. It's great. And, of course, we know that, yes, the reason Bill wants a trophy is to see his face in it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why else would anybody want a trophy? Yeah. Do you think he puts it with the Emmys by the waterfall? Of course. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So let's talk about Doctor Kildare. Okay, so we watched um, a half an hour of Doctor Kildare, nineteen sixty-six, with Bill in the uh, co-starring role as uh, what was his name, Doctor Noise. Doctor Noise, and tell them the name of the episode. The, we selected this because the name of the episode seemed so ridiculous that we had to know. <laughs> I still don't really get what it means. The name of the episode is "The Encroachment." <laughs> So someone was encroaching, encroaching on something. I guess. But as an obscure word in the title of a TV show, like mm-hmm. I don't think you'd get a TV show in 2011 called The Encroachment. <laughs> <laughs> the the butting in? The butting in. That would be better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, we started watching this and didn't realize until we'd finished watching it that this was actually the first in a five-part story arc. Yes. So we've decided we're not going to watch all five parts of it right now, although we'll probably get to them eventually. Well, we should talk about the part we did see. Yes. So um, for those of you who never watched Dr. Kildare because probably some people haven't, mm-hmm. uh, starred Richard Chamberlain yep. as the impossibly handsome young doctor. James Kildare. James Kildare, or Jimmy, as yeah. he's sometimes called. Jimmy. Um, oh, yeah, he's Jimmy. He's a Jimmy good Jimmy Kildare, he's, he's a, a nice boy. He's a nice boy. Working in a hospital, um, he's sort of the slightly older um, resident, and then there are a bunch of new doctors who are like 18, who are just getting their <laughs> st- They look like they're 18. Yes, yes. Who are just getting their start. So it's a teaching hospital, that's what they said. And um, typical to TV medical dramas at that time, you know, focusing on one or two characters who have weird things going on. Mm-hmm. So in this case, the one of the storylines was about a, a 19-year-old girl who seemingly had nothing wrong with her at all, mm-hmm. um, but was allowed to stay in the hospital and have test after test after test and didn't even look like she was sick or anything like that. She was sort of bouncing around the room. And mm-hmm. So... Uh, the conflict was that she doesn't like Shatner's character as her doctor. because he's, he's very cold. cold and emotionless and just doesn't connect with her. And doesn't have a heart. Doesn't have a heart. So there was that, which didn't really get resolved by the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And then the other storyline was uh, Martin Balsam as the general practitioner who had referred the crazy young woman to the hospital. And he was there also for reasons that weren't really explained until right at the end. Right. So we had those two things going on. And then additionally, laid over the top of it, sort of like um, a little meringue on top, (laughs) was a a smaller storyline involving some of the 18-year-old new doctors, one of whom was played by Bruce Bruce Hyde, Hyde, Kevin O'Reilly. Yep. And we went, hey, it's Kevin O'Reilly. Watch out for him. He's going to get drunk and try to take over the hospital. And sing. (laughs) And sing badly. And? And also, um, Martin Balsam's wife was played by... Diana Modar Mold- yes who was in two different Star Trek episodes and and in TNG and TNG as Dr. Pulaski so this was just really funny to see yes. you know people who were part of the regular casting for TV shows of course that's why they were chosen for Star Trek because they were just in the pool yes, and they yes. got called up and it's just weird to see them out of context mm-hmm. like that so that was interesting yes um, so, Bill, I have to say, he yeah. wasn't in that much of this episode? Not not yet. Or, you know, we don't mm-hmm. know what would happen in the
1: next four parts. But he was wearing big glasses. Which he liked playing with a lot. He had some good business. Bill loves the business. Mm-hmm. So, there was that. Mm-hmm. And he was speaking in very clipped tones, yep. as appropriate to the character he mm-hmm. was playing. Yep, And, um... I have to just point out some very strange things okay. about this. Okay, okay. Um, first of all, in this hospital, there's a lot of romance going on. Oh, all the time. So it's yeah. got the soap opera aspect to it. But here's the thing. We see Martin Balsam sort of going around watching things going on mm-hmm. in the hospital. And that's one of the, the themes is that he's watching and lurking. Mm-hmm. The right lurker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the young interns that he lurks at <laughs> has pulled a nurse into a stairwell to make out with her yeah and absolutely. then in the next scene we see the interns going to Dr Kildare to complain complain and I'm sorry but if if you said well what specifically were you doing when he lurked at you <laughs> well I was making out with nurse hot and easy you know I mean that was that was just that was really weird yeah that that was very idiotic the other thing is um, Martin Balsam and Diana Mulder are married, and they have a daughter mm-hmm. who's deaf and appears to be, what, about eight? Something like
0: that, seven or eight.
1: Yeah. Right. And an adopted daughter. But she's eight, and she can't hear anything Dr. Kildare says. But the mother, Diana Mulder, keeps talking to her like she can hear. Yeah. And nobody's using sign language. <laughs> or that was weird. anything it was like okay they know nothing about hospitals and
0: they know nothing about deafness exactly and there was some reference to her um having to go to some institute to take her case and it seemed very promising so i wasn't clear if that meant they were going to teach her sign language or they were going to try to cure her deafness it
1: sounded to me like they're going to try to cure her deafness okay in the meantime Teach her a little sign language. Yeah. It won't
0: hurt. It it will help her brain develop because you need some kind of language development or else you've missed the window and then you'll never be able to learn it. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) So that was strange. Okay. So here's what happens. I went to the internets, which told us what happened in the rest of it. So um, let's see. It says, Shatner played the young, talented, successful Dr. Carl Noyes. Kildare's rival for a promotion oh he see, not, we didn't get that yeah he is not much liked from patients and colleagues because he um, seems emotionless and without any obvious sympathy for the patients so um, what happens in the next episode the one that we haven't seen yet is that Martin Balsam tries to convince both Kildare and Noyes to become his successor both give him a no and Noyes says that a practice has no future he kind of said that in this episode yeah that too. if
1: you're not a specialist you have no business in medicine right.
0: If a doctor wants to make a career, he has to be a specialist in a hospital. In the end, at the end of five parts, he changes his mind oh. and he takes over the mm-hmm. practice from Martin Balsam. Oh, okay. Uh, who dies. Um, and it turns out that Diana Muldaur is pregnant,
2: even okay. though they
0: had adopted two kids. Now she's going to have a baby. Um, and the contact with the other emotional problematic girl, the hypochondriac, has changed his mind and opened him to a more human behavior. And what was wrong with the with the wacky girl? It doesn't say. Sorry. But that's the end. That's the end. That's all it says. So Bill has like no love scenes? Apparently not, which well, is crazy. Well, what kind of TV show is that? Know, why would you bother casting William Shatner if he's not going to make <laughs> out with somebody? Yeah. Because he could have made out with Nurse Hot and Easy. Definitely. And if
1: Martin Balsam was uh, caught lurking, you know, he'd say, like, take a picture. It lasts
0: longer (laughs) or or something, you know. I'm sure. Your wife's next, fella. Yeah. Um, So Bill was in another episode earlier on in 1961. So Mm -hmm. we should probably try to find that because that might be a little more interesting. Didn't we see that one? Did we? And it's got. um, Was that the one with Marla MacGyver's? I think so. Okay, I can't remember. It doesn't say it in here in this little summary That's uh, that was who else was in it. But Nimoy was also in Dr. Kildare. Oh, Read me the summary of the, the other episode because okay. I might remember um, who saw it. It was a one-hour episode entitled Admitting Service from 1961. He played Dr. Toby Cunningham, one of Blair Hospital's doctors. He has strong discussions with Kildare, who is of the opinion Cunningham did uh, made a wrong diagnosis on one patient. So the man was sent home again, but died a few hours later. Cunningham and the younger Kildare become rivals in this case. Cunningham is sure that Kildare just wants to destroy his reputation, but Kildare is only on the search for the truth. In the end, it turns out that Cunningham did nothing wrong, and there was no chance to save the man's life. That doesn't sound like what we saw. But I can't it? remember what we saw. I know, it was a long time ago. He about. was in some medical
1: show. Maybe it was, what? Wasn't it the nurses? Wasn't it called Or Million Dollar Hospital. Something. He was in something. There was one ago. called <laughs> <I know. $1> <laughs> Million Dollar Hospital. I know. It's
0: just so funny.
1: <laughs> they only accept rich patients. Um, you have to show your bank statement really, before you exactly. get in. I
0: think they did that on Monty Python once. <laughs> the doctors were saying, yes, I'm so sorry. We have to perform a complete and total cashectomy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is the removal of all funds from the patient's Yep, yep, yep. And that's generally what they do. Yes. So anyway, that's what it says right there. Um, and as you were mentioning, uh, Bill was actually offered the lead in the show mm-hmm. before they settled on Richard Chamberlain. Right. So uh, probably a good thing he didn't take it. Yeah. I don't think it would have been right for him. No. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is on a show like this, even though uh, Dr. Kildare is ostensibly the main character, of the, na- the show is named after him, he's kind of not. Like, he's more like the host, and stuff happens around him. And,
1: yes, because that show was very uh, guest star oriented.
0: Yes, exactly. So, he was sort of the... um, I like the host. Yeah, he's the host. He's sort of the exposition police in a couple of places. There was a big exposition thing that Mm -hmm. went on here where he... He and Martin Balsam, to me, seemed like they were improvising their lines. I think they just forgot a lot of what... Because there was a lot of umming and awing Yeah. And, and just like, well, uh, uh, what I think is, uh... Yeah, <laughs> it's like, get on with it. Okay. It's 5 o'clock. Just get through this take so we can go home. Speaking of
1: exposition, please, I want to tell something funny that happened at Chatfest last night. Oh, yes? When uh, Will the Throw was doing his great giveaways, mm. one of the last to come up was Secrets of a Married oh, Man. Oh, that's right. Which yeah. I got very excited about. <laughs> <laughs> And Will said, don't you already have this? And I went, well, kind of, sort of. <laughs> and he goes, you'll have everything. And he didn't give it to me. But I think we have it on VHS, mm-hmm. and this was a DVD. Yeah. But um, as terrible as that movie is, it's got lots of Bill shirtless and sexy yeah. and in bed. Oh, yeah.
0: And the Exposition Expos- Police. That's where that came from. Yes. That's where that concept came from. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, so there we go. Dr. Kildare. That's what that was. And not really that good. And like a lot of TV shows from that time, kind of, it wasn't as slow paced as some of the other things that we've right. done. But not a lot of spark. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of like it goes along. It's like it came out of the factory. Yeah, You yeah, know, turning along. You know, and... everybody's kind of doing a workman-like job. Yeah, like, attach a guest star. Yeah, and that was that. You know. And even Bill wasn't really sparkling. No. He was just kind of doing it. He was having fun with those glasses, though. He was. I could tell. (laughs) Whipping them off. And he
1: did get to lecture some interns.
0: Yeah, he did. And interestingly, um, you pointed out that all of the 18-year-old new doctors were dressed like dentists. Yes! Which was a little odd. And then the doctors themselves were wearing all white. Like white shirts and white pants and white coats was that standard that they wouldn't that be kind of like counterproductive cuz you'd get dirty really well, fast well you know it's only
1: in the past 20 30 years that nurses do not wear all white yeah that's true i guess so they look like ice
0: cream men to me yes yes yeah
1: but um i think that was pretty pretty standard i mean well i worked in a hospital mm-hmm. for a while and it seems to me that the doctors did not wear all white that they wore sort of like regular clothes and put the white coat mm-hmm. yeah, over it. Yeah. But we're talking about what what was this? 62? sixty
0: six. Sixty six.
1: Yeah, I I wasn't working in a hospital in sixty six. Mm-hmm. I was a little kid. Yep. So I don't know what they were wearing.
0: Okay. Well in any case it seemed a little weird. But of course the main point was that Bill was wearing a, a doctor's coat so we couldn't see his butt in white pants. Yeah. And the pants were not tight enough really. Yeah. Although I will say that um Kevin O'Reilly was wearing white tap shoes (laughs) highly polished white tap shoes that was a little weird yeah that was kind of strange (laughs) imagine having to clean those floors yes doctors walking around in tap shoes all day well it'd be kind of noisy it would you could never sneak up on a patient yeah (laughs) and that's that seems to be important
1: and plus okay another just total falsehood is this woman is objecting to dr noyce william shatner being her doctor she doesn't trust him she has no faith in him and they're saying well he's your doctor that's it no that's not how it works no you as a patient even then even if it wasn't in writing had the right to say this guy is not coming near me Mm -hmm. i demand to see somebody else or i'm going to a different hospital i mean you do you don't have to. It's not like the it's ar- not like you've been assigned this teacher in
0: third grade and you're stuck right, with her, or like it's the army. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a plot contrivance. Oh, clearly, duh, They had yeah. to invent something for the conflict right. to play off of. So anyway, okay. Well, so that was that, and I will probably watch the other ones again at some point. Okay. Just to see. Um, why don't we take another little break, and All then right. maybe we could watch something else. Okay. They seek him here. They seek him
1: there. They seek. That that rascal everywhere. everywhere. Is he in heaven? (laughs) Or is is he in hell?
0: That dim, (laughs) delusive Pimpernel. Pimpernel. We have just performed a public service to our listeners. God, we give and we give and we give. This is another one of those situations where we watch something so you wouldn't have to. That's right. So you wouldn't have to have it inflicted on you.
1: Like what was that, 45 minutes of our lives? It was, it really was. So 90 minutes when you count, there's
0: two of us. Well, and I think actually it was a little bit less for you because you had a little nap in there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So this was 1960. The Scarlet Pimpernel, we watched only part two of it because mm-hmm. the whole thing was 90 minutes and that would have been way too long. Um, the DuPont Show of the Month on uh, CBS, I believe, that's yes. what it said at the end. Hosted by Joan Fontaine wearing an Oscar night dress. Yes, and saying, revolution. <laughs> Reading out of a big fake book. Yep. Um, and it was so boring. Oh my God. Bill had a small part, uh, a good part, but mm-hmm. a small part. Wearing a powdered wig. And little stockings. Yes. Which was very cute. White ones, white stockings. He did take a a sip out of a cup, but the cup was too big, and you couldn't really see the whole business. But he did,
1: you know, give it a good look. First. He did. So he, that yeah, was he okay. looked at it significantly.
0: So yes. that was good. Yes, that is such a strange habit of his. Um, all the other men were dressed as leprechauns. Yes, little hats and little jackets. Mm-hmm. The main character was uh, Michael Rennie playing the Scarlet Pimpernel, and Maureen O'Hara who was playing uh, Mrs. Mrs. Pimpernel, Pimpernel. Pimpernel. Yes, that's right. Who who lives right? store <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, William Shatner was one of the uh, the Pimpernel gang, the 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 Pimpernelettes, the the, all the, the They were the, the League. They were the actually called the of League of Extraordinary Pimpernels. Pimpernels. That's right. <laughs> and they were trying to escape from France during the Revolution. Yes, to get to England. <laughs> Which they did in the end, not to spoil it for you or anything. Right, right. They, they escaped. In a very tiny boat. Very small. Although, Bill got to have a telescope and play with it. At the yes. End. I think he really liked that. I think he did, too. Because he had a little business to, to do with yes. it. Yes. So that was yes. cool. Um, it was filled with exposition oh, and oh uh, not much acting. I mean, not much action. No. There, there was acting, but there wasn't much action. No. And uh, it was just generally pretty slow going, I have to say, mm-hmm. although the music was quite Star trek and. It really was. Mm-hmm. And
1: um, there was a scene where the music and the setting was so Star trek and I thought they were going to walk into some fog and disappear. Yeah, it was like Wolf
0: in the Fold all over again.
1: Yes, it was the
0: same scenery. It they was. reused it. Uh, directed by Mark Daniels, also a Star mm-hmm. Trek director. And also a small part by uh, Malachi Throne, who was Commodore Mendez in the cage. And called Mal. Mal. <laughs> I guess his full name was just too, too complicated. Oh, also,
1: this show, to use the term loosely, drove us to have to look up a word, <laughs> which is mountebank. And I was pretty sure I knew that mountebank meant mm-hmm. like a fraud, mm-hmm. a phony. But the way they were using it, I thought it was a military rank. Because they said, they escaped disguised as (laughs) mountebanks. I was like, there's there's an outfit that says, I'm a mountebank? Exactly.
0: It's more like a profession. So it would be, you know, they escaped in a city dressed as business people. Yes. Not a very good disguise. (laughs) So that was a little We couldn't tell them from all the other people with briefcases. Really? (laughs) So, anyway, we sat through that and we watched it. And Bill was good in his little part. He was very young in 1960. Couldn't tell what was going on with the hair because he was wearing wigs the whole time. Right, right. Unfortunately. So, uh, these historical dramas. I mean, did people sit through these things, honestly? Well, you know what?
1: When you consider that this thing that is a historical drama of something I believe never actually happened. Mm -hmm. If you had the choice of believing this was history or Star Trek was history, wouldn't you
0: go with the Thermians? Definitely. Yes. Oh, yeah, historical yeah. documents. Yes. Um, now, you told me an interesting fact about horses that I didn't know oh. <laughs> while we were watching this. Well, okay, said, so there's a scene where they're taking people to the guillotine, and there's a horse, and so they had a horse on the set. And I said, oh, look, it's a real horse. I bet it pooped all over the place. And you said... When you work with animals
1: that do not have... like dogs have control Mm -hmm. well-trained dogs they give them an enema beforehand (laughs) and back in the old vaudeville days when so many things were horse and elephant Mm -hmm. and all these different animal acts there was a room off stage and i forget what it was called but that was the room for
0: animal crap oh the enema room yeah (laughs) that's just crazy and uh the guy who did it, when they'd say, this is such an awful job, why don't you quit?
1: And give up showbiz? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so thank you for enlightening me about that, because I never would have learned that fact otherwise. <laughs> I do what yeah, I can. I know <laughs> now it's added to my store of knowledge.
1: <laughs> when it comes up on Jeopardy. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you do to a horse before it goes on stage? Oh. I'll take enemas for a thousand, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> So that was just awful. Yeah,
0: it was pretty, pretty bad. And has totally taken the edge off my buzz from Shatfest. Uh, you know, there are things that we have to do as yeah. part of the work for this podcast. Because we have we get all the glamour. Uh-huh. So there's a line from Singing in the Rain
1: about that, but I That's, can't remember what it is. Uh, was it dignity, always dignity? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's something about, well, I, I I get all the glamour, so I guess I have to you know put up with the whatever or something it's some line <laughs> like
0: that so, I like the um, dignity line better Yeah I, better. Do, I do <laughs> Well listen we've just sat through that I don't think we need to talk about it anymore no, because no. there's nothing else to be said but here's what I think we should do for us and for our listeners let's close this podcast with um the audio of Bill doing O Canada because it's just that good Okay. and that and will I, lift everyone's spirits again
1: I want you all to know
0: that as o, as Bill's O Canada
1: is playing I expect you all to do as we are about to do, which is to stand mm-hmm. with our hands over our hearts mm-hmm. in appreciation of Canada's national anthem.
0: That's right. And at the same time, you should cheer up. <laughs> yes. Because that's what Bill says. And be glad you're not getting a horse enema. That's right. All right. And we'll be mm-hmm. back next time with another show that doesn't feature the Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> right? Because oh, right. we're never going to talk about Because otherwise I wouldn't come back. <laughs> I wouldn't.
2: Actually, I was just reading over the song. It's confusing. It's outdated. Yada yada yada, ba-da 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 ba-da. Listen, if you give me a, a few minutes, I could spruce it up and make it really sing. Please don't. I did. You'll like it. Bill. Oh, Canada. Hey. Cheer up. Can't, no. Our home and native land. On native land. True patriot love of same-sex partnership. In all our sons' command, and our daughters, with glowing hearts like E.T., we see thee rise, the true north, strong and free, free health care. All this is new. From far and wide, redundant, oh, Canada, big smile, we stand on guard for thee. God keep our land, all gods, or, or, or no god, Glorious and free, free of smog. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard. Guard yourself from frostbite. For, it's all, I don't even know what we're doing here. The, Canada, it's an honor. You're fabulous.